Act three, money. Act three. Act three. Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to casually stroll on in to our third and final act of the show. And FYI, the third act of the podcast is when we finally in eventually get around to discussing our non-GMO, gluten-free, zero grams of trans fats and oh my god, cholesterol movie of the week. And see, last week, we did a fairly recent film, 2006's For Your Consideration, the 10th film in our summer of Fred Willard, yes. celebrate Fred Willard, who sadly died in May of this year. And I, I like to really mess with the timeline. So this week, we're going as far back as we can to 1967 and Fred Willard's first ever movie, the exploitation film known as Teenage Mother! Yes. The film that dares to explain what most parents can't. So before we discuss this week's film, let's head on over to our Fred Willometer to see just how much Fred Willard is in this film. And uh, sadly, Fred Wheeler does not appear five minutes into the film. No. Uh, he appears about 11 minutes in as the All-American High School football coach. Uh, question, Bunny. Yes. Question this uh, movie brings up. Was Fred Willard ever old? I don't know if he was. Because I, he was in his early 30s in this film, and he still looks old. He might be just one of those eternally old people, you know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. Those- yeah, I, when you first said it, I heard it the other way around. That's why I was having some problems there. But yeah. yes, yes, some people are just like Rip Torn from First yeah. Family. He, you just cannot help but perceive him old. Very yeah. Salvador Dali. Yeah. It's really odd to see a 1960s exploitation film and you see all these people and then you hear the trademark Fred Willard voice. Yes. It is really strange to see this movie from a long time ago and then suddenly you just hear that damn voice. Uh, but this was his first film. He's pretty wooden in it, but he was just trying you know this was his first film so you gotta cut him some slack fun fact that i learned after watching this movie in 1967 it was common for 42 year olds to be in high school yes and no good nick kid who was working is selling drugs and pornography i swear to god he's older than fred willard (laughs) he is a 42 year old man yes in high school, he might be a part of... He might be working for Jump Street. <laughs> Bunny! Yes? What are your preliminary thoughts on this week's cinematic masterpiece? I would not watch it again, but I'm, I'm happy I have seen it. Because this is one of those movies that you should should just see yeah you know yeah. in a in a kind of a 
if you're going to be a film person, you need this kind of exploitation movie in your canon. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just like you need a good Nazi exploitation film or Nazi but yeah. but I don't see any single reason to go back. Who the fuck was this movie made for? I don't know. I don't know. I, I could really just imagine a lot of really pissed off perverts. Yeah. After having walked out of this movie. Well, the movie itself, Teenage Mother, is only seven. The eight minutes long, and I—it feels like one of those movies that was definitely created solely to be in a double feature. You know, yeah, yeah. that's what it felt like. Like this film was meant to be the second part of the drive-in movie experience. The yeah. the second film that most people didn't stay for or were too busy doing it to actually pay attention to. Yes. So we found this as a nice retro video package of previews and fun stuff, right, uh, uh, on YouTube. And I, the, fortuitously, I happened to find this right before the channel, which was called Deranged Visions, was deleted for posting a lot of nudity and gore and stuff. So this is this was a fun edit i liked the previews and the musical numbers. oh god yes the the, whole, the package was fun yeah because yeah. this is a, this is a 78 minute long movie this is hardly this is barely even feature length but the way that they added so much sort of drive-in retro sort of stuff to it was a lot of fun and it sucks that I discovered the channel right before it died because I would have liked to have seen more of this, but it was fun. Uh, uh, it, it, I am currently trying, I just found, I just found on YouTube, hidden, uh, the movie The Green Slime. Oh, yeah. Which I think I, which I, think I saw a long time ago, but that I, I couldn't remember. I had, I had no idea that The Green Slime had such a catchy... Green slime. Yes. Like, like, ooh, that's fun. Which I, I'm pretty sure was Sammy Davis. Green slime. And like, that's that's wonderful. It, it feels like they got Bill Murray's lounge singer to do the theme to the green slime. <laughs> yes. Yes. So oh, I action- love that movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I found it on YouTube. I was really happy that I found that. And then there's a. Uh, Wild Wild Planet, which is a really fucked up movie to watch. Wild Wild Planet? Yeah. And then there is a third that makes up kind of a trilogy that all centers around that space station somehow. Huh. Wild Wild Planet, Interesting. I think it's the Gamma Italian Three science series. Fiction. You know, you know who directed it? Who? Antonio Margariti. <laughs> yeah, the 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 director that the guy pretends to be in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Which I was very happy to see him get a get a shout out in Once a Time, Once Upon a Time in America. Dot dot dot. Yeah. 
He was just mentioned on the radio real quick. Uh, and I also, what I, what I really hadn't noticed at first, maybe I'm a little slow, but what I found really amusing the last time I watched Inglorious Bastards, it's the guy who says he can't speak any Italian at all. Yes. Who put on that. the most convincing performance. I love that <laughs> so much. So you're you're the you're the third best at speaking Italian, but I don't speak Italian. That's what I said. You're the third best. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the one who does it great. And meanwhile, all the other people are just horrible at it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it so much. Yeah. So so that's the the roadhouse the the, the package. From Deranged Visions Theater, the actual movie. Uh, I'm really happy that that the people who who made this version that we saw um, put the preview before the movie. Yes, because if I had just seen the movie, I would have said, "Oh, well, that that's a pretty bad movie." And uh, okay, so we're done with this episode of the podcast. But uh, when you see the preview before you watch this movie. Oh my fucking god! Yes, this it, it, the the movie poster and the movie previews make this movie seem to be a far out exploitation film that's really dirty and scandalous. But in reality, this is one of those education exploitation films. Yes, yes, it you was. know back in the day where they're like, hey. It's pre-code days. We could be as dirty as we want. And then it's okay, so we've got this new thing. It's called the Motion Picture Association of America. You can't be as dirty as you want. Uh, and they're like, so we can't show any nudity at all? And they're like, no, not at all. Unless it's for educational purposes. Oh, then look at my new educational film called Sex Rock. Yes educational look into sex and romping we made this film for the children for the children yes, yes. to teach them so they can learn an education exploitation film and that's what this is see the miracle of birth and shit yes yeah. and, and and that preview right before the movie. First off, I love the fact that that the, the guy who narrated the movie, who narrated the the preview. Yeah, I love that man so much because he 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 doesn't bother to change his regional dialect for the preview. So the whole preview is just teenage murder. <laughs> yeah, teenage murder. She went all the way there. Yeah. Teenage Mudda. And, and I love <laughs> Teenage Mudda. I was hoping they'd do a sequel and call it Teenage Fada. Yes. That can be at a camp. Camp and the kid Renata. Doesn't want to be at said camp. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then you actually see the movie and it's like, God, what a fucking bore this is. Yeah. What a fucking bore this is. Like this is like like you, you you see the previews and you see the poster and you're expecting like this titillating thing, but it's it's just it's it's preachy. Yes. 
it's preachy, it's educational, and like, damn, this is a bait and switch. Well, to me, come watch this scandal. To me, it seemed like they had a big checklist of bad behaviors she could probably take part in, and they needed to get those checked off one way or the other. My favorite was hitchhiking. 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 Yeah. Jukeboxing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pornography, grass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, those are just for breakfast. When I'm done, I'll get you some of the cereal. Okay? Yeah. But then you see the movie, and it's like this preaching-ass film. Online, some people have compared this film to Juno. I saw on a website that said that there's Juno, and then there's Juno the Grindhouse edition. Okay. So, oh, she got, my Eleanor got a staple. Oh. They didn't, they, they didn't, uh, Stitcher, so I can't call her Lilo. She got a, she got one staple in her head, and she took it like a champ. There she is, right there. So we can put magnets on her head now. So that's exciting. Yes. Only one staple, and she took it like a champ. Wow. Okay. If you don't understand what we're talking about, you really have to listen to the whole podcast. Yes, you got to watch all of it, not just the parts you want to see that are scandalous. Yes. See. While you were while you were talking about your 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 feelings, which way am I doing? There you go. I was feeling the baby kick. Yes, that uh, Zoom stuff that I couldn't do before. Like, oh, let me. Ooh, <laughs> I felt the baby kick. You feel that? <laughs> and then nobody was pregnant. The whole goddamn movie. Yeah. Nobody was pregnant. No. There is no teenage mother. No. There is no teenage mother. Man, the only It was a lie from start to finish. Yeah. The only scandalous part of this film is... There's only two scandalous parts of this film. Number one, the uninterrupted, uncensored childbirth scene. And number two, their bad use of race car stock footage. Yes. The only two scandalous... Yeah, why the fuck did we open on drag racing? Bunny, bunny. Because of the kids, the young set, (laughs) as they're called in the previews. You know it's not a good sign? You know it's not a good sign in a movie? When you have 26 people listed in your cast, but only seven of them have names. Yes. That's never a good sign. You mean to tell me that this movie has seven characters? What is this, a bottle episode? (laughs) <laughs> what did you get locked in old man movie's vault and, and, if and, this and, movie if this movie were to be made today it would go straight up on YouTube and the right wing would love it yeah 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 I could understand that if this is apropos of nothing I've just been thinking about this lately um 
I never got over the fact that George Lucas made one of his aliens say in the cantina scene, Babaloo! Never got over that. Okay. Never got over that. They're like, oh, let's make up an alien language. And apparently an alien exclamation is Babaloo! Never got over that. Yeah. Never got over that. That's just that's just weak. Yes, it is. That's that's just weak. Buddy, why don't you hit us with the plot of this week's amazing film, Teenage Mother Means Nine Months of Trouble? I am not sure I actually can. Okay. So there was this there was this couple. And she wants to get married, he doesn't want to get married, and then there's the the young tough punk who wants her to be his girl, um, and then there's a sex edu- education teacher subplot going on there. Um, she tells everybody she's pregnant. Her family flips out. She runs away from home. Uh, I was betting Tanzania, um, but it turned out like she ran away up the block, I think. Uh, Got in trouble with the the young tough, came back, told everybody she wasn't pregnant. Yeah, and that's... That's... Yeah. And then, and then there's there's this new young Swedish teacher who comes in. And when when I first saw the the teacher, like, oh, I have come from Sweden, I'm like, oh, yeah, she, she, like she's gonna bring everyone, she's gonna bring some of her favorite students back to her <laughs> place of birth for the special ritual. Yes. That happens every 90 years, and it's like, don't go with her, Fred. Don't go with her. Mm-hmm. Stay away from the Atra Stupa, is what I'm saying. It, there's, there's a theme park in England that I am in love with, and it's called Alton Towers. It's, it's a huge, massive theme park in England, but then in America, hardly anyone's fucking heard about it. It was an actual castle of, like, a lord and lady from a long-ass time ago, and then they got older, and they died, and they gave the castle to the people of the area. And they said, well, if we, if we the people, own this area, let's open it up. There's so much land and a river and a lake and a stream. Let's make this a park and a picnic area for everyone. And people started coming to Alton Towers to, to, to visit it. And so eventually they said, hey, how can we get more people? Maybe a carousel. And then people came and rode the carousel. And then they said, oh, people like the carousel. Maybe a merry-go-round. And like yes. 100 years later... There's like fucking roller coasters and it's a legitimate theme park and there's one roller coaster there. A wooden roller coaster called Wicker Man. Okay. It is based on the Wicker Man. The original, no fucking Nicolas Cage here. Yes. 
And I saw a video the other day of someone going through the Wicker Man ride and it's in the line is really super long and it goes through the woods and it's really beautiful and they play like whispering noises of chants as you're walking through it yeah and all of these runes that you see with shit carved in it and i'm like if i just close my eyes and believe this really could be a midsummer roller coaster yes like this close this close to midsummer the ride it could happen well, you can, you can almost see Midsommar as a sequel. Yeah, yeah. In a way, mm-hmm. in a way. Absolutely, in a way. It's in the same world. Yes. There, There's this post on Tumblr, and someone said, oh, man, Danny's going to have some explaining to do about all of her friends who were missing when she gets back to America. And someone else wrote, Bitch, what fucking movie were you seeing? She's not going <laughs> to America. Yeah. The fuck is your problem? Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay, so here are some stats. Teenage Mother, 1967 somewhat exploitation film. It was co-written, produced, and directed by Jerry Gross. Okay. Big name. Big name that we have discussed before. Okay, so he this film did such a good job as a traveling road show that with the money he made, uh, Jerry Gross started a film distribution company. And throughout the 60s and 70s, he released a number of films, including one of the best double features of all time. Yes. Jerry Gross presents... I drink your blood and I eat your skin. He also released uh, I Spit on Your Grave, yes. a Jerry Gross production. Um, Fritz the Cat. Okay. That, oh, that one's a surprise. He made Mondo Kane. Okay. He started the entire Mondo universe. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean that makes sense, though. I mean, just even in this movie, it, it, it's a very creepy film style. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it would be nice if there was a story going on in this movie, but, but, but that that super eight look, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, looks very much like like that guy would evolve evolve to the guy who does Mondo Kane. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Jerry Gross, he was a big name in uh, exploitation films. He also released a film that I don't know if you've heard of it, Bunny, but it's called Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Yes, Jerry Gross. This man, really? yeah, so pretty awesome. And then, and then, like in the late seventies, early eighties, studios were becoming so huge that, like, he went out of business. He shut down his production studio. No one ever heard from him again. Yeah, it's bizarre. I was trying to look up biographies of Jerry Gross, and it's like no one knows who he who he was where he came from no one knows what happened to him after his last film which was a film in 1980 i think it was called the boogeyman 
and after that he just disappeared. No one knows who the fuck where the fuck he went. Yeah. Everyone knows what happened to the woman who starred in this film because she was in Playboy and motherfuckers are serious about Playboy. <laughs> There are some serious ass Playboy people out there. Yes, there are. Goddamn fucking centerfold and all of that shit. Fun fact. Here's another fun fact for him. Fun facts today. The music for this movie was all done by a guy named Steve Carmen. He would go on to be a celebrated commercial jingle writer from the 1970s and 80s. He wrote jingles for Bud Light, Michelob, uh, for uh, coffee. If you think of a single jingle from the 70s and 80s, there's a 40% chance that it was written by this guy. Here's his biggest jingle. I love Really? He wrote that jingle. Okay. So this is so so the guy who made the music for this film just went on to become celebrated jingle writer. And then Jerry Gross went on to be a celebrated movie producer. Fred Willard went on to become celebrated Fred Willard. So uh, this movie was a starting point. This is like Dementia 13. <laughs> yes. You know? so, uh, and then finally, uh, Fred Willard was in a movie a documentary called like heckler i think is what it was called i i don't remember the documentary name specifically but he talks in the movie about like it's a movie about like people bombing and failures and all that sort of a stuff thing and he tells a story in this documentary about how him and his wife went to they were in New York and they went to a theater that was showing teenage mother. It's like, Hey, this is my first film. Hey, let's go sit in the back and, and we'll, we'll watch the movie and this will be fun. And apparently the, the audience went nuts. Okay. His character stopped a rape. And they were, they were like, they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the fucking PE coach. <laughs> Man, this movie was about to get exciting. Fuck you, Fred Willard. <laughs> oh, I love that story. You're like your film and people hate you for stopping a rape. I also read somewhere that, uh, what's his name, Jerry Gross, uh, just went to a hospital <laughs> nearby and said hey do you have footage of a pregnancy yeah right here okay for it and the guy said okay so that's how we got the graphic uninterrupted uncensored pregnancy scene at the end he just went to a hospital paid him 50 bucks and got pregnancy footage oh i hope that doctor lost his license he is 1967 dude like 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 uh Okay, we're going to be doing surgery now. Yeah. Do you do you want one? Do you want, do you want a cigar for for the surgery? Oops, got some ashes in your wound. That's fine. <coughs> Nurse, bring your sweet fucking ass over here. Get this man a cigar. So it was it, it was really like, dude, it's a baby. They're kind of <coughs> fragile. Yeah. 
Like, hey, back in the day, it was common for babies to be violently pulled out of a woman's vagina using dirty salad tongs. Yes. That's a common occurrence. Everyday, everyday fact. Yeah, that's what I learned from watching this film. And high school is filled with 42-year-olds. Yes. I've learned so much. I have learned so much. Celine Dion was a victim. Yes, she was. So, so that's all I've got for this week's movie. It's more than I thought I would have for such a uh, short, horrible film. Yes. But we're going to many places in the summer of Fred Willard. Speaking of, uh, I like changing the timeline. And uh, uh, from what I can tell, this is one of, if not the, most beloved Fred Willard film. I have been trying to save it, not for last, but near the end of yeah. our summer I didn't want to shoot our load too soon. So next week, finally, it took forever to upload this onto our shared copy. Because apparently I got like the super ultra mega high depth version of it. But oh. what a, it's there. It is waiting next week for the podcast. Uh, it still can't be played because I just put it up very recently. Um, Next week, we're doing Best in Show. Best in Show. Okay. He was only on set. He filmed all of his stuff in just two days. <coughs> nice. Yeah. He just rolled on in, did it, done. So that is next week. Also, next week, we might be talking a bit about QAnon and hashtag Save Our Children. Okay. And a really good chap. That has yet to fall on my lap. But before, but but now that looking back at this week, oh my goodness, uh, uh, the Titanic, John Lovitz, uh, Walmart, the WWE, Doctor Pepper. I gotta say, this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. This has been a damn good episode. Okay, I, I agree, but you are the one who makes that decisions. That decision, not me. I didn't want to step on your toes or anything like that. But uh, what I'm trying to say is, is that yes, I I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams, and I am Reverend Steve. And on behalf of Natasha and Eleanor and Maxwell and Bella and everybody else. I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens! And you do swaffles and poopy tits. And popcorn. <laughs> I totally forgot the popcorn. Oh, man. I got a little bit of popcorn for the podcast. I got some popcorn. There's a movie theater in in the nearby town, and they're not showing movies, but they are still selling snacks. So for $5, Natasha could have bought me a bucket, or for $15, Natasha could have bought me the snacks for an entire elementary school. And she went with elementary school. I love the. It's even, like, retro. Look at that. 
a heap of popcorn. I love it so much. Anyway. Cut and print. And put it on a